welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. I'm your host, Lauren Loretto, and today we are taking a peek behind the curtain of what is one of my clients launching a brand campaign. Brand campaigns are probably one of my favorite things to do, but equally stressful. It's funny because we were sitting on a call today for this brand launch, and I got so overwhelmed. And in my mind, I'm like, there's nothing I want more than to get off this call. And it's because sometimes the overwhelm of just everything that needs to be done takes over. And um, yeah, I need a moment. I need a moment. So that happens. But (laughs) that is not what this episode is about. This episode is about the behind the scenes of launching the campaign and what that looks like for this particular client, but the way I like to structure brand campaigns in general. Now, I'm working with this client on launching what was supposed to be a program name as an entirely new brand itself. So a little bit of backstory. And I'm going to keep her anonymous for the most part. Just all you need to know is that she is in a service-based industry. She is B2C and also B2B, which is really cool. So she has an opportunity to reach a lot of different potential clients and audiences and work with a vast array of people, but within this sector that has to do with children. So We started to do essentially a rebrand for her brand. She felt like, you know what, it's time to level up. I'm really just in a different place than I was many, many years ago. And her branding, I think, was something she got off Fiverr and she hired my old agency to add more elements, kind of just expand the color palette, give her some brand guidelines. And so it's really exciting to now help her do something similar. So we brought on a designer to help her come up with the new brand. And in the discovery process of doing the questionnaire and everything, we realized like, oh, wow, maybe the submark, the sub brand, which was supposed to be the name of a program that she was trademarking, maybe that's the brand because we had decided, okay, she wants to scale her business. And the best way to do it is to bring more people onto her team, not necessarily scaling a program. Uh, so because what she offers is very personal and she works a lot one-on-one with that client. So We ultimately decided, let's swap this. Let's make the program the actual brand. And it's been a freaking roller coaster, but the best one. It's been so much fun. We've gone through copywriting. We've gone through branding. Now we, as Brand Good Time, we are building her website and we're gearing up for the launch of her brand next year. So she has an incredible team on board to bring this vision to life helping her really solidify her service offerings, creating content for social, writing the copy for the website, creating the branding, printing merch. She's all in on this brand and we cannot wait to see it launch to the world. So obviously come back. You know, I will definitely be talking about this once it launches because it's just an incredible brand. But what does launching entail? For this client, we put together a three-phase launch plan and this episode is all about what that launch plan is. Note that I'm going to anonymize this, like I was saying, so I won't be sharing her business name or specific details to the business, but rather some specific tactics and strategies that we're using that you could use in a launch of your own campaign or your own brand refresh or just a new brand that you want to create yourself. These tactics can really apply to any sense of launching and it is my favorite way to launch. So I have her strategy up right next to this. And again, I'm going to keep it pretty general, but just enough for you to be able to say like, okay, that's attainable. Let me try and do that with my own business or shameless plug, hire me to help you do it for you. (laughs) But anyways, here we go. Here we go. So again, three phases. The first phase is gathering and understanding feedback and then using that to develop a strategy. So why is this important? 
market research really informs how you are going to speak to your clients. And for this particular client, we're doing market research in the form of her existing audience, but then also reaching out through other people's audiences who have that ideal client within their grasp to get some answers to questions that will help inform content, but also the program itself. So I always say this to my clients, you need buy-in before you launch a program, a service, a product. You want to make sure someone's going to sell. And to a marketer, that's very obvious. To some people, it is not. You have this great idea. You say, I know people need it. I was one of those people. I needed it. But you need buy-in. And the best way to get that buy-in is market research. And with that market research, you can eventually start to bring awareness to your product just by doing this market research before you even launch, which can really help you when you do launch. So love market research for all the many, many, many things it could do. So for this specific client, we are doing a call for interviews. We're trying to figure out what we'll exchange it for, but getting on the phone with some people who we really think can, we could have deep conversations with and really understand where they're at in their situations with their struggles and desires and like really where they want to be with the, what this service could potentially do for them. Then we're going to do a call for survey responses, which is putting these surveys out in email, social media, etc., and getting feedback there. We are also going to use her social channels to poll her audience on certain specific questions that aren't as open-ended, but just to kind of gather where her current audience is at right now. And then we're also going to post these surveys in Facebook groups to see where other people, other families stand as well. Now, keep in mind that we are not putting all the same surveys out in one place because you really want to make sure that the Facebook group people are not people that know this client at all. So we want to make sure we're getting that separate from people who do know her and we're making sure that we're kind of using those responses strategically. So you might be thinking now like, okay, what kind of questions do you ask? It's really different based on your industry. In some industries, I would try and identify struggles, fears, desires. Some people may not agree with me on this, but that is the best way to generalize, really understanding, okay, what are you struggling with? What do you desire? Where do you want to be? And these are rolling questions. Like, I feel like this is, especially in a service-based industry with marketing or B2B industries, like these are changing constantly as you reach your goals and you set new goals and what have you. So it's really going to depend The best thing I would say is go look at content that's performed really well for you and break that out. What is the sentiment around the content? What have people commented on that content? What are they saying? What is their unique scenario? And try and frame questions around that. Now, the best way I like to do that is with a linear scale because people may be very short in open-ended question responses. So if if you said something like, tell me about what you're struggling with and left a box, like, it's like just an unlimited endless pit and people may be really overwhelmed by that. So I found that linear scales like strongly agree, strongly disagree to a statement can really help you figure out where people are at. And then you can use those types of linear scales to then dig deeper and ask questions. It will come intuitively. I'll tell you that right now, especially if you are the one creating your own surveys. This should come very intuitively to you to create. Okay, so that is step number one is gathering and understanding feedback. Once you have this feedback, put it all on a Google sheet, try and categorize it in the best way you can and really just digest it. Now, what do you do with all of this? Phase two, you create a launch strategy, you define your content strategy, you prepare your content and you beta test your programs. This could probably be multiple phases, but for this particular client and with the team she has, we're able to kind of put this all into one phase 
you could break this out into like a time period. But phase two is definitely the longest of all phases and the most involved. So in this phase, I really like to nail down a final official launch date. We've gathered feedback. We have an idea. Now we're really putting pen to paper. And so we want to work against the deadline. If you don't set a deadline, you'll never launch. So set that deadline here. Then you can begin to plan accordingly. So this is where I like to idea dump for how we can get maximum exposure to the launch of a campaign. For this specific client, we are thinking of recruiting essentially a team, recruiting her audience to help promote the launch of the brand. And we're currently in the process of figuring out what do they get in exchange? Are they going to apply? Is this a free for all? How are we going to really incentivize this to, you know, help them want to be a part of this when Really, they should want to be a part of this naturally because the cause and her brand is absolutely amazing. So this should be people who are huge advocates for the brand and want to spread the word and want to help, yada, yada. Another way to do this is offering a giveaway once the brand is launched on the flip side. So you could recruit basically ambassadors. And then on the flip side, you do a giveaway to the audience who is seeing the content once the brand is launched. And what that does is just even further expands your audience. So there's also, too, you know, people can be learning about your brand prior to even seeing that you have ambassadors and then get it on the giveaway so they don't feel like they're missing out. (laughs) That's why I love this type of tactic. I've personally been victim of that in a good way. (laughs) So from there, once we just brain dump some ideas, we put that on the back burner, essentially. And we get right into using the market research to create content pillars and themes. This is really important. Remember how I talked about sifting through that research and figuring out what are the common themes here? What do people care about the most? And I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but market research should never, ever, ever be set and forget. You want to be continually doing this. But for the launch of a campaign, it is time relevant, time bound. You want to gather content and uh, feedback and market research that's relevant to the time period. Okay, so once you've created those themes, then you're going to create a content plan, determine the media that you're going to use, and determine the platforms where you are going to publish this campaign. Don't overwhelm yourself. Now, I will tell you this specific client has a team of like four people, and we are expanding over like six different platforms, and we're going all in on that prior and making sure we have enough content to launch with so that we're not overwhelming ourselves in the process. So really keep that in mind. What have you been able to maintain as a brand and what is the capacity of your team? Do you have buy-in from your team and bandwidth to be able to take on something like this? So really think about that. Then you want to create a launch calendar. So for this specific client, we're using ClickUp and we're using the Gantt view so that we can see like, okay, during this time period, we're creating content pillars. During this time period, we're creating a content plan. We're working against this launch date. So you can visualize it. And that is just so amazing for the entire team to be able to see like, where are we in the process of launching? Then (laughs) this is where we get pretty granular. For this client, we are doing a launch event. So that goes hand in hand with PR. So we're planning a digital launch campaign and we're planning like a physical launch campaign. And that is going to consist of an in-person event at the end that signifies the launch. So really defining too, what signifies the launch of your campaign? Is it the first time you guys post to social media? Is it a physical event that you have? What exactly is it? So within each of those categories, we go even deeper. So we determine what are the marketing platforms that we're going to be on. We define them. We set up the profiles if we need to. What all entails the big event that we're going to have? Planning that. What kind of PR efforts are we looking into? 
planning that. And then we go into what I like to call programmatic launch to-dos. And this is so important because if you're launching a campaign where the end result is to sign up for something or whatever, put in your information, you need to make sure that all of those processes work. So for this specific client, she's launching a brand. And so all of that entails different things that people can go to her website and purchase or get on a sales call or what have you. So we need to make sure from start to finish, all of those things are set up so that we're not just like waiting until someone finally reaches out to set up an agreement with an automation that sends them their next steps and sends them payment, et cetera. So we are literally going to be testing each one of these. And for the specific client, she's got four different ways that someone can sign up to work with her, but she also has a newsletter. She also has a podcast. So all of these things programmatically have to make sense from start to finish. And then we also are going to just beta test the sales funnel. So kind of the same thing, but we go through and test a checkout process. We test the sales process. We check another checkout process. And she also is doing a quiz. So we check and make sure that once somebody gets to the end of the quiz, they get the results that they're looking for or that they get based on the quiz. And then lastly, phase three is launch. So once you've gone through all of that, once you've beta tested, once you've scheduled content or determined who's going to be doing what, when, and where at the event you are going to have that's going to launch the campaign, organized Google Drives. Guys, I'm telling you, launching is a lot (laughs) when you're doing something this big. You can absolutely break it down even simpler from this. I mean, just a basic campaign, if you're launching a workshop, can follow this structure, but logistics stay very similar. You want to plan ahead. Trust me. Just trust me. That's why we're having this conversation. Anyways, phase three is launch. So this is where you're going to finalize all your launch content, schedule your launch content, and then put everything into play. You're not going to sit back and relax because this is when you want to make sure things are working. You're staying on your toes, making sure processes are working, fielding any sales calls. But this is the launch and it's an extreme rush, probably similar to childbirth. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. (laughs) No, I actually do have an idea. I'm being really stupid right now. But anyways, It is the biggest moment in the entire campaign. Everything comes to life. And I just want to preface this too with like, it's not going to be perfect. You're going to have hiccups. You're going to have moments of like, well, that didn't work. And sometimes I compare digital campaigns, marketing campaigns to renovating a house or even building a house. You may rip out that one wall that you were like, oh, it's going to be perfect. It's going to open up the kitchen to the living room. Not speaking from experience, of course. And there's going to be something that's in the way, like a tie beam or a piece of plumbing that now you have to relocate. There's going to be snags. It's going to happen. So if you just go into the launch of a campaign and know that, know that like it's not going to be perfect, but it's okay. And you can pivot and, oh God, do we all hate that word now? Just checking. (laughs) We can pivot and make changes accordingly. As long as you're communicating with your team or yourself and giving yourself grace and planning accordingly, these things will all work out. Everything at the end of the day is going to be fine. And the goal here is to just have a successful launch. And so I kind of want to end with that. If the goal is to have a successful launch, what does success look like to you? And something I should have mentioned earlier on is really defining the KPIs. What is going to tell you that this was a successful launch, that this was a successful campaign? And I would do that in phase two. Is it going to be 10 signups? Is it going to be 500 people hitting the website? Is it going to be 300,000 accounts reached? No real limits there. Write everything down. What's going to define a successful launch? 
just write it all down, get pen to paper. I also have a sales and marketing metrics mothership situation I like to use that can kind of help plan for this. So I'll make sure I link that in the comments. But with this specific client, we are in the thick of phase one. And if you're interested in updates on this brand launch, send me a message on Instagram. I'm more than happy to talk off the podcast about this client's launch, send you the profiles, help you build the hype there. But it's going to be really, really cool. If by any chance you are a parent, this is all I will say. If you are a parent and you're tuning into this, this is definitely a brand launch you're going to want to follow. I'm super, super excited for this client. It's been a real freaking pleasure to work on her. And again, she's been a client of mine for years. She was with me at my agency. She was with me when Brand Good Time was strictly consulting and mentorship. And she's with me now as an agency. And it's just been so cool to evolve with this client and now work on a massive massive, massive brand launch. So thank you so much for tuning into this little bit of a different episode, just kind of explaining the process of launching a brand, what that entails, and really how you can use this to implement it in your own business. With that being said, I will see you guys on the next episode. I think you're going to love it. It's a little different. It's not going to be tip sharing, but it will be pretty informative for like marketing in the industry. I'm going to leave it at that. I spoil everything, so I'm going to try not to spoil this one, but I think you'll like it. So anyways, see you guys on the next episode. This is your host, Laura Loretto, signing off. Bye.